Our scripture lesson for this morning comes from Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, the first 12 verses. I invite you to follow along with me. When he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. So many gathered around that there was no longer room for them, not even in the front of the door, and he was speaking the word to them. Then some people came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. And when they could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And after having dug through it, they let down the mat on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, Why does this fellow speak in this way? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? At once Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were discussing these questions among themselves, and he said to them, Why do you raise such questions in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Stand up and take your mat and walk. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, stand up, take your mat and go to your home. And he stood up and immediately took the mat and went out before all of them. So that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this this is the word of god for the people of god thanks be to god well isn't this an amazing story four men carry a friend maybe a family member to see jesus that friend was paralyzed and was only going to see jesus if he had some help if somebody helped him get there. And at least someone in this story, maybe several someones, knew that his only hope was Jesus. Faith in Christ had caused these men to come to this place in hopes of getting their friend up and moving again. Now, we don't really know if the paralytic himself had faith in Jesus, but we do know his friends had faith. Faith strong enough that they, were go they weren't going to be denied seeing Jesus. Strong enough faith that they were willing to work hard, carrying their friend on a stretcher by hand to the one they believed could free their friend from paralysis. Now, most of us could read this and think, oh, nice story. Way to go, Jesus. Impressive display of God's power. But what does that have to do with me today? I mean, how does it apply? Because I'm not paralyzed like this guy was. I don't really know if I even know anybody that's in that shape right now. 
And I certainly can't physically carry someone into the presence of Jesus the way they did. What does it have to do with me? Let's look a little further and maybe a little broader perspective about this story and what it might have to do with us. You know, today, maybe more than ever, paralysis can not only be physical, it can be spiritual. Spiritual paralysis. A very real problem in both individuals and churches today. It freezes us in place and prevents us from moving forward on our journey with Jesus. It can stop us in our tracks and leave us wondering how do we ever get moving again? I want you to see this kind of lighthearted video that represents what it might be like to be stopped in our tracks spiritually. this i'm already late somebody will come anybody out there do you have a phone no sorry somebody hello there are two people stuck on an escalator and we need help now would somebody please do something I don't believe this. You gotta be kidding me. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> well, there's nothing else left to do, is it? Hello? Hey, don't worry about it. I'll fix it in a second. <laughs> he said he could fix it. <laughs> All right. All right. That's more like it. He says he can fix it. Okay, so I know. It's a silly, funny kind of concept to think you could get stuck on an escalator. You look at them and you think, oh, come on. All you have to do is move. Just, just do it. They ought to be able to start moving again. They have the power to do it. What I want this video to remind us of is that spiritual paralysis can be kind of like that. We get stopped in our tracks on our spiritual journey by multiple causes maybe. We'll look at it in a minute. We aren't really sure how to get going again. And even though it looks like there should be a fairly simple solution, especially to other people looking, there are many people, many churches today, who feel like 
and in fact are stuck in a state of spiritual paralysis, not moving forward in their journey with Jesus. But they aren't sure how to get going again. And so we stand there. Now, if we're honest, some of us might realize we are or have been spiritual paralytics ourselves. Not moving, not growing in our relationship with the Lord. As we take a couple minutes to look at spiritual paralysis a little more, I want to begin by looking at some of the possible causes. We don't have to look very far in the scripture to see at least one potential cause for this man's paralysis, the one we read about in Mark 2. What was Jesus' first response to him in the story? Your sins are forgiven. Now, was that the complete cause of this man's paralysis? Maybe, but not necessarily the only thing. But in the words of Jesus, we can see that there must be some connection between sin and the paralysis in this story. There are certainly other accounts in the Bible of sin being connected with illness, various kinds of physical impediments or limitations. I think it's even more of a possibility when we look at it in terms of spiritual paralysis. Think about how this might impact us today. It's a fact of the spiritual life that we can all be tempted by sin. And in fact, we may be caught up in sin of one kind or another right now. Maybe it's just occasionally, maybe it's habitually and long term. It could be through our thoughts, through our words, through our deeds. But I think it's a fact of the spiritual life that we can be tripped up, even stopped in our tracks, like on the escalator, stopped in our tracks on our spiritual journey by sin and its effect on us. Sin can strongly hinder progress in our spiritual journey, stopping us in our tracks, leaving us not knowing how we're going to get going again, spiritually speaking. So here we stand. Another cause of spiritual paralysis can be fear. Have you fought this battle before? Fear creeps into our heart and our mind and begins to slow down our spiritual growth. All kinds of fear could do that in us. It could be the fear of the unknown, fear of the unexpected. It could be fear of what we do know but don't really want to deal with. It could be fear of change. It could be fear of losing the control we think we have in every area of our lives. It could be any number of those. Fear can become a paralyzing force in our lives. There are plenty of stories, not only biblical stories, but stories in our world of people being literally frozen by fear, unable to move. 
Think about one of the stories in the Old Testament. You remember the story of David and Goliath and the army, the people of God, they're trying to do battle against the Philistines. The whole army of God's people seemed to be paralyzed by fear. Every time they saw this giant of a man come out and confront them and challenge them, fear seemed to take over. They were too afraid to do anything, so they did nothing but stand there and allow fear to paralyze them. Then David came on the scene. You know how the story goes. Despite the emotional and spiritual paralysis that resulted from the fear of others, David stepped out in faith. And the Lord brought him the victory. You can go back and read all that story a little later. But notice how fear was a factor. The same thing that happened to David's brothers and the army that was gathered for the people of God at that point. The same thing can happen with us spiritually. We can have such strong fear impacting our lives and our faith that we get to a point where we just struggle to move spiritually. Spiritual paralysis takes over and stops our journey. No matter what we try, we can't seem to begin walking by faith again. And we find ourselves in need of being freed from that paralysis. Just like Jesus freed from paralysis the young man in Mark chapter 2. We can make a big long list of things that might move us into spiritual paralysis. I'm not going to do that, but I do want to acknowledge there are some major things we encounter that could do that. It could be illness. It could be grief. It could be any number of really heartbreaking situations we might encounter in life. But let me add one more. And it may not be an easy one for us to think about or hear, but we can't ignore it. If we're going to be really honest in our examination of this issue, we have to admit that one more cause of spiritual paralysis is simply a lack of commitment. It might take the form of spiritual laziness. It might look like spiritual apathy. It might appear in the form of misfocused priorities. Whatever it might look like, the general issue to understand is a basic lack of commitment to Christ. And failure to allow the Holy Spirit to continually move us forward on our journey in the Lord. There is no way to grow consistently without a solid and continuous commitment to Christ and our life in Him. We cannot move forward in our faith journey if we aren't committed to the one on whom that journey depends. Spiritual paralysis. It will absolutely develop if we don't nurture our relationship and commitment to Christ. It might develop slowly. It might happen rather quickly because of some crisis. 
But it will surely happen that if we neglect our journey in Christ, paralysis, spiritually speaking, will follow. Spiritual paralysis probably looks slightly different in each of us. But I think there's some things in common that would exist wherever spiritual paralysis has set in. Obviously, paralysis is about not moving. So not moving, not growing spiritually is the overarching symptom. We know we should be living in a healthy, growing relationship with the Lord. Growing stronger in the Lord regularly. But we're basically frozen in place. And are doing nothing, learning nothing, not growing in any way at all spiritually. We don't love, we don't serve, we don't really worship, we don't grow. Paralyzed. Sadly, there are people in every church that haven't moved for years. Spiritual paralysis has prevented them from moving in their walk with God. As a result, they haven't grown in their faith. They haven't grown in their love for God and for the people of God. They no longer serve God or His people. They're paralyzed, unable to move, so they basically do nothing except sit in that same pew week after week after week and do nothing else. Kind of like the people stuck on an escalator. It looks like they could and should be able to get moving on the journey. But the reality is they're just not. Growth has stopped. Joy is rare in their lives. Enthusiasm for the Lord and the ministries of the kingdom of God have waned. Service has disappeared from their lives. Sharing Christ with others is non-existent. If any of these symptoms or effects sound like you, I'm here to remind you that God wants to free you from that spiritual paralysis and free you to grow closer to and become stronger in Him. Don't let spiritual paralysis limit your growth on the journey any longer. We shouldn't miss out on that loving, thriving relationship with God who loves us and wants the best for us because we've been paralyzed for a while. We can remain stuck where we are, essentially doing nothing to change the situation. We can stay right where we are and even though Restoring growth and getting moving again is possible. We can stay stuck on an escalator in our spiritual journey. While the people around us wonder what in the world's going on, they could do something about this. Or we could choose to enter the presence of Jesus, confessing our need for freedom and healing from spiritual paralysis. Maybe it involves confession of sin and prayer to live a more victorious life. Maybe it involves allowing God to move us beyond our fears in lives. Maybe we just need to be honest, admit 
we've not been as committed to Christ as we should be, even if we once were. Is it possible to address these needs by entering into the presence of Christ ourselves? Sure it is. We call it prayer. Prayers of confession. Prayers admitting our needs. Prayers of commitment. We absolutely can go to the Lord ourselves in prayer and ask Him to free us from this spiritual paralysis that has held us captive, maybe for a long period of time. But it doesn't matter how long it's been. We can go to the Lord. Admittedly, sometimes it's hard to do ourselves. It's hard to, to be honest enough with God and maybe with others to say, yes, I'm paralyzed in my journey with Jesus right now. I can't get moving forward. I know what I should do. I can't bring myself to do it. I know what it used to be like. I miss it. I can't get going. For whatever reason. Nobody likes the idea of thinking those thoughts or saying those words out loud. I've been there multiple times in my life. I know it's difficult to acknowledge, wow, I haven't grown for a while. I haven't been faithful to God in my relationship with the Lord. And I really haven't done anything about it. I'm just stuck. None of us like to admit that, but we can all be there. Sometimes it's hard to do by ourselves. And we need friends like those of the paralytic in Mark 2. Friends who will go with us and take us into the presence of Jesus. Friends who are willing to walk beside us, maybe even carry us because we just can't go. Friends taking us into the presence of Christ by praying for us and with us. When we cry out to the Lord for help, for freedom, for relief, we can trust that our God is fully capable of doing all that is necessary to get us moving again on our spiritual journey. We don't have to settle for not moving on that journey and stay paralyzed. Neither do we just have to stand and watch friends and family members do that if they're the ones who are paralyzed. It's time for us all to get moving again. Let me ask you a question. I'm not looking for answers out loud. Are you growing regularly in your relationship with the Lord? Are you growing regularly in your relationship with God? If not, how long has it been since you've taken some steps forward? You may not even know how or when or why this spiritual paralysis began. But you know it's been a while since there's been real growth in that relationship.
having a tough time getting moving right now? You are welcome to come and pray as we close our service with another song in just a minute. To come and admit to God, Lord, it's been a while. I haven't grown. I haven't taken any steps in my journey with you. I don't know how or when it happened, but here I am. I need help to get going again. If you aren't sure you can do that yourself, there are friends around you right now who will help you into the presence of Jesus by coming and praying with you. Ask them. They'll come here with you. Sometimes we need friends to carry us into the presence of Jesus. Maybe you know someone that's not here at all, not even connected with our church. Maybe you know someone who needs to get moving again because they've been spiritually paralyzed and maybe you just want to come and kneel at this prayer place we have to pray for them. Feel free to come to this place of prayer. Carry them into the presence of God. There is no reason for us to ever spend significant time being spiritually paralyzed. The freedom comes in the presence of our Lord. If I can't get there myself, I'm going to call you. You call me. Together, we can get in the presence of God and admit our need, admit our struggle, admit the difficulty we have in getting going. And we can watch God work in miraculous ways. It begins at a place like this where we can kneel and be honest with God. If you need to do that this morning, you're more than welcome. You're invited to this place of prayer as we sing. Pray with me first and then we'll sing together. Lord, sometimes we get locked into a specific place, maybe a specific routine, a specific part of life. And we get so locked in that it controls us, it overwhelms us, it takes us away from you. And so spiritually speaking, we can be busy with everything else. And not moving at all. Not growing in our relationship with you. Lord, for those who might need to enter into your presence in a fresh new way. Need to be freed from spiritual paralysis. I pray that you would enable honest confession. That you would enable uninhibited honesty to take place in relationship with you 
so that you can address need, so that you can renew faith, so that you can set people free to experience all that you have for them. Free us to continue on the journey with you. We believe. We believe by our faith in you that you have the power to overcome anything that could spiritually paralyze us. Free us, God, that we might walk faithfully with you in a deep, growing relationship. We give ourselves to you for that purpose this morning. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen.